What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the mother-loving geek nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. It's a podcast about comic books. We're here to talk about comic books. You're here to listen to us talk about comic books. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Grabbing mothers. Just, he's he's a mother grabber. Huh. Yeah. And uh, that guy who sounds nonplussed is uh, Noel. I would go with more perplexed than nonplussed. Oh, okay. Like, huh. Mother huh. grabbing. Hmm. Yeah. Hi, Noel. Hi. Hi. How's everybody doing? Thank you for inviting me back. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, who? So, Rob is not here today. Right? Rob is not here today. So, do I have to be especially acerbic and tall? Or. Yeah, yeah be, extra, have... be extra tall. And you have to have, like, a really deep voice. Like this? No, hang on. Hmm. Like this? No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Also, you have to uh, get a blowjob while listening, while doing the podcast. Also, you have to play a video game and pay us little to no attention. If I was getting, <laughs> there's a really good joke in there somewhere about how then how would you be able to talk? Because we're in the, <laughs> same, we're in the room. same room. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh... do one word reviews as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Rob. Rob, you guys are making this sound so easy. Yeah, Make, uh, and and uh, work in just the tip. <laughs> oh yeah, point. balls deep it, and just the tip. Balls deep and just the tip. Yeah. But those, those two things are diametrically opposed. I don't understand. <laughs> well, you can either be uh, balls deep or just the tip. I, <laughs> well, it depends Sometimes on how big your both, tip is, and that's when it gets complex. That's the complexities of Rob. He can... <laughs> if you have a tiny tip, then you might be balls deep and just a tip. Or a ginormous tip. And it's, it's like right there. There's like no shaft. <laughs> no With shaft, giant, all tip. Or, or giant balls. Giant balls. With giant balls. All shaft, no tip, giant balls. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's, oh, there's fuck. A, an album title, a band name. Yeah. A all podcast, a podcast that tip. no one listens to. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are here to talk about comic books, but first we're going to listen to this voicemail from Ronnie Strike. Here it comes. Hey, guys, it is Ronnie Strike, your number eight, eight fan. We all know who's number one. That's fine. But anyway, he, he doesn't I leave voicemails though. Want to say thanks for the uh, FF review. I was really excited about that book coming out, and I was waiting for it. And I have to say, I, I was actually kind of surprised by the artwork. Not that it was bad; it was it was what it was. But I was expecting something a little a little different. I don't know the pencils. The it just looked different to me. I'm wondering if it'll stay that way. 
And Ben Grimm, when the hell did he get so gigantic? Uh, holy cripes. Uh, I hope Alicia is into uh, terracotta. Jesus. He's so huge next to her. Um, thanks for the FF. I'm glad it's back. Oh, yeah. Are you guys going to do the Wolverine? Because he's coming back. And I couldn't give a shit. But then I saw that Steve McNiven, Niven, Neven, whatever, was going to draw it. And I think Soul is, is writing it. So I'm in. I'll do it. Oh. But they fell off a cliff. Couldn't give a shit, but I'm in. <laughs> you couldn't give a shit about what? Well, no, he's like, couldn't give a shit, but I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm definitely 100% going to buy all the issues. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't even understand how that series is supposed to work. Is it is it Return of Wolverine? Is that a series or is that a one-shot? I don't even know, man. <laughs> like it's, I know it's a one-shot, but is it like a four-issue, 18 Series. Uh, the Hunt for Wolverine was four four issue miniseries. Well, it was a one shot. It was a one shot, and, and then which led into four four issue miniseries. But no, we, five issue miniseries. But then there's a the end of all that is the one shot Return of Wolverine. I hope so. But then now what? Wolverine returns. He's just back. <laughs> one no, one shot. And um, what's this gentleman's name? Ronnie Strike, man. He's our number eight. Eight viewer. I want to. Yes. I want to bring back uh, holy gripes into holy the, cripes, cripes yeah. back into the common nomenclature. Yeah, like let's just bring that back. Yeah, I like that. I holy like cripes. That. Holy cripes. So, thank you, Ron. I'm going to say Ronnie strikes at least like number two, right? He's got to be our number two. Yeah. We only have the two fans, so it's <laughs> it's Chris Saint Saucy Goodnight and Ronnie yeah. Strike, and he's given us too much credit that we have eight listeners. Exactly. We, yeah. we might sometimes we have three when um, Pink Apocalypse <laughs> shows up. Oh, yeah. She yeah. writes in occasionally. She, yeah, but she doesn't do it that often anymore. So it's like, you know, she's busy. So I miss her. She used to give you so much shit, Mark. I loved it. She did. Oh, well, I've mellowed out my old age. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have another voicemail. Uh, let's see. Two voicemails in one week. I am a, I'm a happy Jadles. You guys yeah. asked for them last week, didn't you? I ask for them every single goddamn week. <laughs> All I do. I mean, just last most week of the show, was the only time you ever asked for them. Most of the show is me begging people. <laughs> yes. Use the voicemail function on the Please website. Please send us content. <laughs> Otherwise, we have to do it ourselves. Otherwise, we have to talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gutter Talk. Okay, oh, black is the new black because black... Whoops, that was for Gutter Talk. Thanks, oh. Ronnie Strike, for leaving us two voicemails, one for spoiler alert and one for our other cult pop network show, Gutter Talk. But we could talk about that, or no? Or nah. I mean, if you want to. You know what? Yeah. We'll do Well, you know what? You sounded so sad. Here. Here we go. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Yay. Hey, Gutter Talk. Okay, black is the new black, because Black Panther... Who may have gotten nominated? I'm sure. I'm sure it would have got a nomination. I would hope so. But now we'll never know because, you know, the Oscars they can't they can't win in this situation, honestly. But that doesn't excuse you know what they did because now they're so afraid that if Black Panther doesn't win something, you know, uh, they're a bunch of racist bastards, and. So they're going to create this category where, there you go, Black Panther wins, you know. And also, too, it's, I'm sure they wanted in on that money. It's like $700 million. 
Well, does that translate to 700 million views of the Oscar? Does that mean we get we get a little piece of that pie? Sure, it does. That's their only motivation. Well, other than being, uh, uh, you know, accused of who knows what, if if the Blank Panther didn't get get a Best Picture or a nod or or a nomination, um, just kind of sucks that they did this because it was going to be an interesting. I personally don't think. It, sure, it should have been nominated. Uh, maybe not because of of good. I think it kind of fell apart at the end, and it's very CG. But um, certainly on other other uh, points, it deserved everything it got. But uh, we'll never know. All right, and that was Ronnie Strike again, uh, writing into or I guess voicing into our other show, Gutter Talk, <laughs> about Black Panther. And it sounds like so. For those who don't know. It sounds like the deal is that the Oscars have created a new Oscar category, which mm-hmm. is most popular, right? Yeah, it's like a best achievement in popular film. It's supposed to be for um, crowd pleasers and blockbusters and stuff like the Avengers and Star Wars, you know, because they're typically not ever in the running for best picture. Yeah. Um, I ha- I think that the. I don't know. There's a couple. There's a couple of thoughts with this. His whole, uh, Ronnie, I respect you. Your entire argument is a presupposition that Black Panther is getting nominated for something, and now you're upset about what it hasn't been nominated for yet at all. So the Oscar nominations haven't even been they won't, released. No, yet. they won't even come no, out till like next November. February. Oh, Jesus! Well, the Christmas. Oscars themselves you know aren't until February. But holy they, cripes! This, no, they 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 <laughs> announce it on Valentine's Day. No, no, they actually what? Yes. Hey. Oh, that's right, because the cutoff is December. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's All not going to happen until next year. Comes out in oh. December. So what I yeah. mean, so what you're saying is, it's possible that Black Panther will be a no- nominated for an Oscar that's not just most popular, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying that it's neither. Uh, I, I think that it's it's misleading to even have Black Panther in the conversation. Because it's about the validity of an extra category. Hmm. They're just using Black Panther as like a like a circumstantial yeah. kind of conversation piece when it's the same year that like four other just as popular movies came out. Just Why don't we have numbers, just you know what I mean? most popular most popular special effects, most popular supporting actress i mean and it's undermining this is it's the weird. reason yeah. why we have the teen choice awards and the mtv awards for yeah. for show for movies like black panther which i mean it's a good movie i well, liked it a lot for movies like black panther for movies like marvel movies dc movies superhero flicks action Super, movies yes. like yes, die exactly. hard isn't going to get best picture it wasn't going That's to get fine. best I picture really back went then to die hard too. and it's not going to get best picture That's now fine. it's not what it's really for it's yeah it, so it's it it stinks of placating. Uh, it doesn't really make any sense, um, and it's it sounds like a bunch of like marketing old heads who are trying to appeal to a younger audience when mm-hmm. re- in reality they don't watch the broadcast at all. Look, look, and guys, it's we're, we're going to give Oscars like to movies you've actually seen. Yeah, <laughs> it, worse than that, it's like a, they're they're creating these categories, but they're also like changing the telecast to try and get viewers. When in reality, they should have came up with some sort of plan or ideas or or strategy that had to do with um other platforms and streaming services or or digestible clips and shit like people don't watch three hours of of an award ceremony doesn't matter how great it is or what's nominated 
Well, I mean, how about making it entertaining instead of so political and so it's like not you know, like we're talking about seventy years of of the Oscars in general. Like, so the I, last two have had like people speaking out, but that doesn't mean it's overly political. I think it's totally overly, overly political. I don't need nah. to know all of these guys' um, speeches and stuff like that. I understand that the Me Too movement was happening last at the height of. It was like the the award shows were happening at the height of the Me Too movement, so I understand that that being a time for that happening. At the same time, I think that you go to movies to be entertained, you go to movies to be enlightened, you go to the movies to be thrilled. Um, I don't, and I would. That's what I would want from a ceremony that's it's supposed to celebrate movies, not really show how what what stance somebody has. Um, on politics, on social issues, and all of that stuff, you know, make a movie about that, and I'll, I'll, I'll be fully for that. But to have, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it started with like Sean Penn and and uh, and uh, like Susan Sarandon and Timothy uh, Shawshank. <laughs> 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 like they would go up and they would always make a point of saying something. But now it's like. I don't care what Tiffany Amber Thiessen thinks, you know, I, I'm, I could give a shit less what, uh, you know, uh, keep Kelly he, Kapowski out of this. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it, not every, every, uh, star has to validate themselves with the public by quoting or by, by doing some kind of quote about, about, uh, you know, what's going on outside the window it's it it used to be like big productions and there would be you would see scenes from the movies you would music would be would be kind of as uh, they would try to make it an entertaining show but it's it's lost its sense of humor throughout the last through the last decade i think i personally think that you've lost the narrative so the whole problem with award shows in general is that they serve an audience that no longer exists so award shows were were huge in their no, hang on hang on award shows I, I I didn't interrupt you sorry award shows in their heyday at the highest of of everything were when we didn't have all of these uh, streaming feeds and Twitter accounts and and Instagram superstars and shit posting absolutely everything about their days we can go on YouTube in a hard second and find full press days worth of interviews with all these stars and whatnot the. They were popular in a time when all you ever saw of these people outside of the movies was their little two minutes on an award show. Now there's just no value in it. It's like that audience has completely died out and it's not being replaced by anything else. Mm-hmm. So like this, the whole thing audience. about them, uh, if anything, there's an audience now that wants to see those speeches because that's the only thing that's going to be newsworthy the next day. So if it was like a cash grab, then yeah, it's going to be like, you know what? Let's give more of these quote unquote Hollywood liberals more screen time so we can get more. Oh, press. I, I never, I never mentioned like, like oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Party. He's, air, he's air quoting. I'm air quoting. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He can't but hear I, his air quotes. I can't. <laughs> can't you but uh, no, well, all I'm saying is that I think there are people that love movies. I think there yeah. are people that are cinephiles and that is the reason that's the reason they're all there and it's it, to have it be a straight up celebration of movies i think that would be refreshing and new and it is not something that we've seen in i mean we i remember my first award show uh like memory is uh when rtd2 and c3po came out and host and did uh like best 
best special effects category. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like for, I don't know, Empire Strikes Back or, or maybe even Return of the Jedi. I'm not sure which one it was, but but it was that year. And it's it, it was that kind of, there was humor. There was like, you know, it, it didn't feel like it was, it, it, you know, all of a sudden brings the thing down. And to me, it's like, it feels like there's, there's the one time that I, I, that, should be serious and and everything is the when they honor the people who have passed away but other than that make it entertaining make it fun i mean i don't think i'm the only one that's that's kind of sick of hearing like people we just watch on tv uh, and and having them talk about issues like just bring up the issue of the month it gets trite it gets old it's it's like they only have five seconds to say the same thing that they've said that a million other people you've seen a million other people say it's i don't know i guess the other the other option is to listen to them all thank god and thank their families and thank the director and you know i mean it's just like it's just either way you're just hearing something that everyone else is saying anyway i i i'm there are some really memorable speeches that that people have given like Mm -hmm. acceptance speeches uh, i think throughout the years if someone if someone gives me carte blanche at a microphone and i feel passionately about something i really don't think it's it's uh awful or out of the out of line to use it however you want. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I just think that if there's a time and a place for everything. If they if they want to do a pep rally somewhere and do that, then that's fine. But um, you know, it just seems like there's it's it's about awards. It's about it's it's very. I, and I guess what it is is it, it's a very um, self centered culture. And, Absolutely. And so that like it they feel like they're justifying this award by mentioning some something else that's horrible in the world or something else that needs needs mentioning rather than just be facetious and actually speak the truth that you know thank you for the you know craft services and the fucking trailer the awesome trailer i had well in the while well, everybody else was like in the jungle <laughs> i'm a i'm a very i'm a very like skeptical person but i'm not so jaded that absolutely everyone that says something like that is doing it just for attention yeah i don't think so i don't think so and i know everybody has a cause that they feel passionately about but i do feel, mm-hmm. feel that when it when it's everyone it can't be it can't be everyone mm-hmm. you know it's, what I mean? well i that well that's 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 like a floodgates thing when somebody sees that it's kind of like okay to speak up then everyone wants to speak up yeah. That, that's just going to happen whether it's a pep rally or an award show. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I personally, it doesn't really bother me. People tune in to see the stars, what they're wearing, clips of the movies that they that <clears throat> maybe they saw, maybe they didn't. I don't know. It's it, it, lately the last couple of best picture films I hadn't I hadn't seen anyway like all the nominations i hadn't seen either so like, a lot of I that was... stuff to me as a viewer a lot of that stuff to me just seems so vapid and useless and like mm-hmm. who's wearing what and you it know, is yeah it's just yeah. so I, if, if i can hear something of substance now keep in mind i don't watch the fucking oscars i don't <laughs> I do don't it anymore either. i just i, I don't care because it's so vapid recorded... and it's such a self-congratulatory thing and it's all based yeah. on you know cranky old white people who only watch the one the couple of movies that they feel like watching mm-hmm. um yeah. So it's sort of a, a rigged game to begin with. So I don't really care. Um, yeah. But if I can hear a, something of substance out of it the next day of like, oh, this person spoke out about this, then that's more interesting to me than like, oh, thanks for the the craft service. You know what I mean? Like, I but, understand. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it, it's 
yeah, if, if you want to be newsworthy, if you want to be in the news the next day, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I really think that um, there's a time and a place for certain things. Some of my favorite stuff, actually, coming out of the Oscars ever is usually when some female actress um, has some, makes some sort of comment to the people who are filming her. What was the one with um, – was it Kate Blanchett who – they, it's a shot of they made a gif out of it there's a shot of like the cameraman starting at her feet and like working her their way up her body and she like bends down and goes uh do you do this to the guys oh yeah you know what i mean so i yeah. always think um the uh not sex the gender discrepancy at the oscars is kind of interesting for me to watch the next day um i don't know i always get emotional when people get emotional about winning when they show a little humility, when they mm-hmm. thank their parents, when they thank their their loved ones, and they put a little extra into it, rather mm-hmm. than and and actually like when uh, Guillermo del Toro spoke and he spoke about the art of of movie making and uh, and it was a super political speech, by the way. I know, but he did talk about the the art of movie. Making. I have to listen to it again, but it's like Scorsese, like those guys, they love movies, and it's I I think that like talking about that is is to me. That's what I find interesting. Like, I, I want to know about uh, some of the crazy stuff that went on during the movies and, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, you know, yeah. it's... On, on another, on another. Uh, before we move on, uh, what I, I miss um, DVD extras for that sort of stuff. Now that you're bringing it yeah. up, like, I don't really hear that much about it at the Oscars, but I do miss DVD extras, behind the scenes stuff, and. Um, uh, Oh, audio commentary. Audio commentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love those. I've been yeah. picking up. I've been picking up a lot of like the uh, uh, special edition, like um, you know, companies like Vestrin and and uh, MVD and Shout, Shout and Scream. Yeah. I I've been picking up a lot of their uh, special edition stuff because they actually still ha- like they produce that stuff. Still. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I just kind of yeah. thought they were just giving up. They weren't. They should. There. There we go. They should make another category: best DVD extras. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. It's been twenty minutes. Let's move on to some comic books. Oh, Crowded shit. number one by Christopher Sabella, uh, art by Rose Stein. Did I did I do that right? Rose Stein. Did I mistype oh, that? No, it's real. Oh, Rose Stein. Uh, that was the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yo. The pencils by Rose Stein. Inks by Ted Brandt and colors by Triona Farrell. Um, I've, you know, I follow Christopher Sabella, X-Top, hashed, you know, was it at X-Top on Twitter and, and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So I've been watching this as it's unfolding. And uh, I thought this was kind of fun. Um, I don't know if the main character is likable, but I don't know if she's supposed to be likable. I think she's – obviously she's not likable if there's a hit out. So basically uh, – Noel, do you want to say what this is about or should I? Oh, no. You go ahead. All right. So it looks like in a world where everything is sort of um, – Apt funded, up. apped out, and and funded by yeah, other crowd people. Funded crowdsourced. This is basically crowdsourcing assassinations. Uh, and our main character, whose name I've completely forgotten because I'm terrible uh, at that. Charlie. Charlie. Uh, is finds she the main character with the with the pink hair? I thought Vito was the main character. I think they're. I think they are both co leads. It's yeah. it's a two hander. And, and uh, the puppy. Oh, and <laughs> the, 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 who just pees on stuff? What Fuck. a little. I don't shit. think it has a. I don't think it has a name. The puppy I, doesn't have a name. Um, but basically she has to find someone to protect her, Mm -hmm. um, because someone has put out a hit on her and she has no idea why, quote unquote, no idea why. The hit was crowdfunded, kind of like a go-go fund or like a GoFundMe. And she hired a bodyguard from the app Defender. Yeah. D-Fender. 
Uh, yeah, it's like this is like a super gig economy world. Like everything is. You say super gig? gig? Yeah, the the gig economy where Giga. like nobody gig, gig. like a gig, a gig like a band gig. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, it's. I was um, thinking um, uh, levels of like of a giga, storage, like a gigabyte economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. Oh no! Like the uh, it's it's like there's no careers anymore. It's just like odd jobs, and that's your your career is, is mm-hmm. a series of odd jobs, like just gigs. Uh, which was really interesting. I liked this a lot. I thought it was fun. I like I like the concept of it. I, I I agree with you, JD. I do not like the main character. I think she's kind of a deplorable person. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, just like uh, just kind of you know just. I don't know. And maybe she's not supposed to be likable. Um, but Vita is cool. I like her. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, and well, she's think... like, she's supposed to be. She's written that way specifically. She's like aloof she's a... and uh, off the grid and yeah. Or Charlie, yeah. And uh, Vita, I like her a lot. I think she's really cool. Uh, I like the contrast between the two. I mean, if you're if you're looking for that Quantum and Woody style kind of uh, mm-hmm. back and forth, this is it. Um, and it's done well. Uh, I I, uh, I don't know. I think, God, I guess I'm just an old fucking curmudgeon. But it's like, it just feels like, I, I just got annoyed with all of the different apps. But I know they're out there. I know it works. I know that's the way the world's working. Yeah, yeah, that was really uh, heavy in the first half of the book. But then as soon as they kind of settled in the safe house, the story actually started. It was actually – it was pretty nice. And there was a couple of things that like happened in the book that I almost wish either they weren't kind of hinted at or revealed or hopefully it's going somewhere else and he needed to get it out of the way. But there's a scene where they're talking and her old television's on. And yeah. walking out of the room, Charlie turns it off, and it's got like a they they focus on it. It's got like an Echo Park Massacre mm-hmm. news feed. Mm-hmm. I and, missed that shit. And I went it, right by it. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like when stuff like that happens, it intentionally tells me it's telling you to to like stare at it. Yeah. So I yeah. had to. And then you know the very end when Charlie does something stupid and makes herself look nefarious. I'm like, I hope this is going. Somewhere other than her just being an asshole. Because if that's the case, then it, it, it felt like a... I guess it just felt like a boring turn. But I want to know more. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the... I like... Hmm. Vita seems to have just much more depth. Much more, some, like, something to want to follow. Um, like, worth following. Um, I mm-hmm. love just the one thing where she's sleeping there. The dog doesn't want to sleep with the girl. The drunk girl. So it comes and sleeps on her and she was like don't get attached uh, I just love that I mean it's such such great like I, I really like that dialogue just that it's a really good uh, revealing character moment for her mm-hmm. um, showing that she's been burned in the past and even though um, it, both of these characters aren't being honest to each other um, she's uh, Vita's kind of glossing over some really hurtful stuff that <laughs> happened on mm-hmm. on one of her gigs and uh, and we still don't know exactly what it is that Charlie did, but um, yeah, she mentions it was a. Uh, oh, you, you, oh, wait, we don't know what exactly what Charlie did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vita mentions I, I think it was the private contractor that went bad. Private contractor, not worth mentioning. I can barely remember, but obviously she was supposed to protect her. She gets shot mm-hmm. and killed, I guess. But um, yeah, she there hardly. Is a, yeah, there's a larger theme at play here that's really kind of interesting, and I hope that they mine uh, thoughtfully it's the idea of um, 
technology kind of uh, separating you from the ramifications of actions. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting, you know, like um, exes putting out hits on each other and yeah. getting them crowdsourced. Mm-hmm. Like it funded. reminds it, you know? it sort of reminds me of what's uh, what was that Brian K. Vaughn uh, book Private where everybody, Eye. Private Eye, when everybody was wearing masks. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. So, but uh, but yeah, this is interesting. It's like the next step of cyberbullying. It's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was fun. The art is is really good. I like all the expressions. Like the, they have really cool expressions. And they they they're not your typical expressions. Also, not your typical body types, which is good to see as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I dug it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was, I didn't know how I was going to react to this, but especially because I really don't like the cover. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's it's evident from the cover uh, that I have here that she's not supposed to be a likable character. She's yeah. du- you know making duck lips. And she's taking a <laughs> selfie and trying to act all sexy while she's hiding behind her defender. So, yeah. I mean, it's obvious that she's supposed to be kind of a shit heel. Yeah. So, yeah. But So why would Vita get attached to her? She likes that type of character that she can protect. Mm. Oh, yeah, she wants to fix her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's a yeah. fixer and she's yeah. lonely. Yeah. Lon- loneliness can be a strong motivator. Very true. Yeah. So this moment of silence for that one. Hmm. And I, I like it that she steals. She gets the dog only by uh, <laughs> stealing it from the old lady who is uh, who tries to assassinate. That him. that scene actually made me laugh. Like yeah. just throwing a hot cup of coffee in a tiny old lady's face that's trying to kill you. And for some it, reason, it was really funny. Yeah, and the, it says splash in the yeah. splash. That's really cool. I like. Yeah, that, that like happens that. a lot throughout the book. The artist writes the. Um, sound effect into the uh, effect itself. I didn't get the whole thing where, did she, how did she get McDonald's? Did she just add an ATM that just shoots out McDonald's on the floor? Yeah, everything's automated. Yeah. Okay. They were at a machine. Mm-hmm. That just, that scene wasn't, this wasn't kind of clearly I didn't know exactly what was going on or where they were. Um, oh, really? Hmm. Well, I, I didn't, I don't know. She kills that guy. It, it's like she's I, I guess I just didn't see an establishing scene of her being in McDonald's. Oh, okay. But um, I guess oh, that's what she called. The, the, very, the little... very, very first oh, it panel Automac. is Automac. Auto... Yeah, yeah, I guess Yeah, I guess that it happened and then there was a flashback and there was so much in between it that I guess I... The, lost I track. Just, the yeah. first ten pages are probably a little rough pacing-wise. He's, he's got a lot... It looks like they're trying to cover a lot of ground before they can get into like the stuff they really want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. But it's not sloppy. I like it. I, f- I feel yeah. like if this takes off, you're going to see a lot of cosplayers dressed as Vita. It's a real cool outfit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a cool outfit. The yeah. racing jacket. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. With the, the yellow boots and the, the tie and the button-down shirt. Real cool. All right. Next up, what do we got? Extermination. Oh, man. Oh, I was thinking about, of course, every time I read an X book, I think of Rob Patey, um, our beloved co-host. But um, he's not here because he's the X guy. But we've got Extermination number one, put out by Marvel, by Ed Brisson, uh, art by Pepe Larraz, and colors by Marta Gracia. Pepe Larraz. And uh, I thought this was a bucket of fun. Uh, I am super ready for them to get rid of the yeah. original five time-displaced X-Men. As much as I like them, I just feel like this has gone on way longer than it was intended to. Like eight yeah. years? 
Has it been? Nah. Yeah. Has it been eight years? I think it's been a really long time. Well, um, it's been a long did, time. When did Bendis do that? I don't even know. Six years ago? Might have been five, five or six years ago, yeah. Somewhere between uh, five to eight years. We'll can I just say how excited I am that Bloodstorm died? <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> wait. I have a really, I have a salient question. Who the fuck is Bloodstone? <laughs> yeah, well, she's so from an she's, alternate yeah. future, basically, where like she fought the Lord of the Vampires there a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, and was bitten by the vampire, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's that's an alternate timeline where she becomes a vampire. So kind of like with I, Jubilee. So how did she? How did she get here? I don't know. That's Comic a story. Books? For Story for another day. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure well, they explained it in a previous issue. Of, well, and and is she young? Because if not, then she's potentially robbing the cradle with baby Cyclops. She looks pretty young. Um, so I may be wrong here, <laughs> but I feel like Bloodstorm was a what-if character. Oh, really? I feel like they fought, I don't know, Dracula or some shit. And then there was a what-if. Like, what if, you know, Storm was turned into a vampire and her name was Bloodstorm for that what-if issue. And I think that's where that character comes from. I have to do some Googling so you guys don't. See, the thing is, she, she, it could have been, this would have been better if this were the Exiles. And, you know, the Exiles did that sort of thing. They brought in weird amalgam characters like this. Um, It's just weird to see her. So so she was happening in X-Men Blue? Must have been. Gold? Red? Magenta? Oh, no, 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 no! Oh, uh, man. She was from Mutant X. Do you remember that series? No. Mutant X. Yeah, I do oh, remember that. So there I was... remember it by name. Oh, man. I want to see. Was, was that the one with um, X-Man? Havoc. Ha- oh, Havoc. Havoc. My bad. Havoc. Wait, I Havoc this was, was back in, This was back in. Shut the fuck. This was back in 1998. And in the one of the uh, X-Men books, from what I recall, uh, Havoc winds up um, t- like traveling to another dimension. And he was no longer in the 616 Marvel. Mm-hmm. Every, I, guess, I think probably everyone thought he was dead. And he wound up going to this other dimension uh, or other universe where things, shit was different. And so he had his own book called Mutant X that had characters like Bloodstorm. They were like different versions of characters. So Mark probably hated it. Um, <laughs> no, I actually liked that a lot. I think it was written by Peter David, too. It was. Re- I remember really liking it. It like eventually flew off the rails, and I didn't care about it as much. But when it first started, and I think it had art by Tom Rainey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I was dope. I thought it was good. I really liked that. Yeah, that's probably oh, that's, one of the that's... few. That was before they just oh, they oh, they overdid like the all that shit alternate universe shit. Also, another more more surprising than that, it was written by Howard Mackey. Oh, really? Okay. And I hate Howard Mackey. He he oh, ruined like Spider Man back in the nineties for me. So, um, um, well, yeah. look, uh, I I think the reason why I did that was because Havoc. Uh, the reason why I liked it was because Havoc was. Regular. Our Havoc. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I, I wanted I wanted to follow it because I really like that character. Who's Havoc is he now? He's ours still. He's uh he's still ours. He's alive, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he I was why uh, it was our ha- oh you mean you mean as in like Marvel six, Prime's Havoc. Six, yeah, one, it was gotcha. six one six Havoc. Okay. So I like, gave Mark I'm like, an anchor they, point. Is this yeah. a hashtag not my havoc kind of thing? Like, is <laughs> havoc changed enough no, to where I mean, he's not you know my how, old havoc? You know how I get, you get no, all gotcha. worlds? Yeah, like, I, get, I get it. Uh, like, like little stupid Wolverine in the new Exiles book. Stupid little cartoon Wolverine. Not my Wolverine. Yeah, gotcha. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wolverine. To- yes. Tokidoki uh, Wolverine. And I like it that uh, I, I well. All right, I think this book really highlighted the problems right now. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got old Jean Grey, you've got young Jean Grey, you've got Rachel Summers, you've got uh, you've got Cable, and then, and then you've got basic Cable, I guess. Like, <laughs> but I'm reveal fine. at the end. Um, it's it just yeah. I mean, obviously he's been sent to kind of fix all this mm-hmm. in one way or another, which good. I'm yeah, glad. new Cable's name is is Netflix. <laughs> yes he's a cord cutter yeah. <laughs> yes. he's uh i mean and i like the new design of him he's like a little young boy he looks like x-man right well, isn't he, he just x-man like X-Men. well he he's supposed to look like the young x-men that are stuck here he's yeah. like the the version of them oh he's yeah, that doing... version of cable yeah he's he's like the young version of cable like they are the young at least that's how i read it oh like, i didn't he, get that that's cool like though. The, the the five original five youngsters also i love his costume and then young he, cable. Look, he does look dope he looks real cool yeah. well i think that yeah i mean he's he's probably sent by i don't know the time authority or whatever it is that he uh works for he's a rookie Maybe yeah, maybe a lone wolf. I don't. I don't know. know anything about like I do know the broad strokes of Cable, but I don't know enough about all of that convolution that where this fits in in his timeline. Same. same. So, I don't know. I, if we're I, supposed I know. To. Oh, I tell know us what happened. So, baby Nathan Summers was uh, he was um, infected with the techno virus. Yeah, and, and so. Um, Ray, I, somebody came and took him from uh, Scott, and uh, it, this was Madeline's baby. Yeah, then uh, why did Jean Grey say, say my son? Well, because Mad- Jean, Madeline was a clone of Jean. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> come on. So technically it's hers. Um, I think they're run, They're just kind of run, They're ignoring the whole fat Mad- Mad- Madeline Summers. But didn't they just have her in one of she the had- other X-Books? Maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't read. I don't read a lot of X books. X Men. But, all right, but go on, yeah, sorry. but but you've got yeah, you've got all of these just different characters. A- anyway, so he's he's taken to the and then he comes back in the future to kind of stop the future for he's it's fucking Terminator. <laughs> I know, but that's like the that's original. Uh, that's that's current Cable, right? Yeah. So yeah. I young Cable. I don't know about him. He's new. That's that's what I'm asking about. I, I like I, I know the broad strokes of cable, cable, but oh, where okay. in where in all of that does this fit this uh, this young buck? I guess he. This is him younger, before he came back. Yeah, but what was he doing all that time? Isn't there? He was. Aren't there like no, tons he was of in stories the future. Shit? There, I think there were a couple. I remember. I remember the first cable series, and it was drawn by Gene Ha. Do you remember that? Vaguely. That's really good. Uh, long story short, I dig this, and I'm glad. I hope they're just ending all of it. Because yeah. you're right. It, like, yeah, there's like 14 Jean Greys. Yeah. There were two. I would I'd be. Just cull it down. Give, put would, them all back and bring back old Cyclops, and we're good. Ah, fuck old Cyclops. But um, I like these guys, though. That I'm, I'm of two minds on this because it's been way too long, and I'd be more excited about this re- resolution fucking six years ago. But. Uh, I, I kind of like this. How team. about we just follow them in the past? Can we do that? Yeah, can, I want that. I want Give them me that. To go back and then and then we could do like a retelling of all the old stories. Yeah, then it'd be like that John Byrne series, like X Men: The Early Years. Yeah, it'd be like first class yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Which I'm, I'd be cool with that. Just yeah. Put them back. There's too many double people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like double characters. And it, they 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 have to they have to waste our time and the writer's time to write a word balloon like and explain. Oh no, I'm I'm older version or like like this whole thing with Bobby. Bobby goes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to work out a Freaky Friday situation so that he can take care of like. You know, we can we can split off, and he can do one of these adventures, and I can go out on a date to see Hamilton, and, and you know, stuff like that. Which is <sighs> see, to me, it, that was the fun of the issue. I like stuff was, like that. Uh, it's fun, but it's just. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm listening. Uh, I mean, it was fun, but uh, who wants that? No, it's not. I mean, it's it was just oh, fun. It's just so <laughs> overly complex. I mean, it is. no, I, I agree. Just and whenever you use future stuff, it just becomes. Oh, I love future stuff. I hate future stuff. I love future. Stuff. I think the last episode I was on, you guys are like complaining this is all about we the do. same thing. This is literally the whole show. This is all we, we do. We, it was, yeah, uh, it was, I love alternate versions. I hate alternate versions. It's too political. It's not political enough. Old woman no. Laura. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, how did oh how did old woman Laura end up? Was that I, know, I didn't finish, I didn't finish reading, reading it either. Shit. Although X twenty three's been dope. It has been. It's been great. So, uh, real quick, I just want to gauge what you guys think. Is there any way to send these cats back to their original uh, timeline without murdering them? Why are they no, not I, there yeah. yet? So, like, uh, bef- they they introduced this whole thing about how they can't go back. They're stuck. Yeah. But that's never been answered as to why. So, it's really just like... Well, you know, it started to make sense... If I correct me if I'm wrong here, I apologize. Um, I think it started to make sense to me as a reader because all of Marvel seemed to be having weird time sh- shit going on. So mm-hmm. like, uh, Superior Spider-Man was fucking with time. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys were fucking with time. Uh, some other characters were fucking with time, and the timeline started to break down, and mm-hmm. people started to notice within the continuity of the books, that time was getting weird. And then, time I think, is broken. Age of Ultron happened. No, it was the other way around. Age of Ultron is like... Was oh, was that strong. the impetus? Yeah. I see. The end of that was mm-hmm. all of the merging stuff. So, like, our Galactus showed up at the Ultimate Universe. That's right. And, like, the, the final thing that You're really right. broke time yeah. was that. And so, but we don't have and any then, resolution And to then that right just after yet, that, too. Bendis started with the all-new X-Men. Yeah. So it was like... But, well, no, there's been a, no resolution for that. That was maybe no. this is supposed to be it then. Maybe I think more of it. It was like probably a nugget that Bendis was going to expand on had he not left Marvel, and mm-hmm. now he's gone, and so it's you know now it's up to someone else to fix it. But he left. He left X Men like a while years ago, ago. A while ago, before yeah. he even knew. Before he, he even leaving. moved I think off it of was Marvel. just like I don't know. Was it? It could have been an editorial mandate of like we like these kids. Also, currently in the uh, or just recently in Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, that motherfucker's jumped through time and went back to young Peter Parker. So time travel is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know they use ta- Doom's time platform. <clears throat> oh, Spoilers. fuck! Fuck! Although Any, that, uh, that story was great. I haven't, oh, I haven't read the treadmill. second issue. What's the cosmic treadmill? Yeah. Womp womp. I don't know. Send them back. Wipe their minds. Let's start over. We should uh, comment on the fucking art on this book. It's awesome. Uh, it's, God it's, damn it. It's, it's yeah, bleeding it's really into good. every panel. It's, it's just so really, really good. great. It's really good. Oh, also, I didn't know anything. I wish Rob was here. I didn't know anything about Rachel Summers' fucking, I don't know, her, her speed hound. lines, her facial speed lines. Yeah, she uh, used to be a hound. 
that's how she was introduced a long time ago. She was one of the hounds that uh, Ahab had. I've never heard of Ahab before in my life. And Ahab was like a, he was a character that, I mean, and he looked a lot like Cable, um, but he was like a character, he had a peg leg and and he, he would always have unleashed the hounds. I think that was the original Extinction Agenda. Oh, wow. Yeah, they went way ago. back for a couple of the uh, some of these references. Yeah, it was like early Cable stuff and, and um, Age of Apocalypse stuff. and Yeah. yeah. Um, this felt more like, more so than a lot of stuff I've read lately, especially in this um, wheelhouse. This felt like an ultimate book in the art, like early ultimate X-Men oh, and ultimate... Um, to me, it Spider-Man. felt like classic, or not classic. I should, I guess at this point, it's classic, like '90s X Men stuff. To, so that's the kind of fun I was having. I thought it yeah. was that kind of fun. I, I, I felt like an Ultimate X Men book for me. Like, um, is it possible that we're saying the same thing? Do you think that the Ultimate X Men books were tapping into the '90s fun X Men books? That sort of vibe. The vibe, yeah. sure, but they were written differently. Well, fuck you, then. Well, they were Get off they, my show. They were less. <laughs> Less hokey. I believe he said, fuck you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I I think one one mistake with the art. There was never an establishing shot of Ahab with his peg leg. And so when they reference the peg leg, it really doesn't make sense. Uh, Nope, he's got the peg leg. It's right there. Yeah. As he's crashing through the window. That could easily be a Liefeld foot, though. Yeah, it looks (laughs) like a Liefeld foot. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, okay. I'm just saying, if you're going looking for a peg leg, it's clearly <clears throat> peg legged. Yeah. Also, but, this mean, guy, these guys look like, um, or the one at least, look like the Batman who laughed. What is it yeah. with giving characters spikes no, over always, their eyes that they can't see? Through? I was thinking Hellraiser. He looks like oh, a Cenobite. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's all, it's all the same. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The one's got a ball gag in her thing. mouth. It looks like. And a or, lot of spell. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you got. You you, got yeah, you've been ball gagged. I'm on a. I'm not that I know. I'm not familiar. Falls deep with just the tip. Oh, man, I like – I'm kind of sad yeah. that Bloodstorm's dead. I kind of like her in this issue. My it's favorite cool. shot is when uh, Cyclops unleashes the power yeah, we and just, just singes those guys. That's really, really cool. I mean, it's That's classic X-Men, too. You know who it's it looks like? like? Stuart Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot yeah, of this right. looks like this Stuart. Pepe La Stuart! Yep. Stuart oh, no. Eminem, uh, Patrick O'Leaf a little bit. Little Patrick O'Leaf, yeah. There's some there's some Bagley splashed in there. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about an X Men book, and this is the one. I'll follow it. These are, the, stuff mm-hmm. like this is always really nice to you because you can tell they're trying to like shuffle the deck and clear the board. Mm-hmm. It's kind so of the only time I care <laughs> when they shuffle the deck and clear the board. Yeah. Or uh, if this is if this ends up being fun overall, whatever starts after this, like mm-hmm. give it a shot and then fall yeah. off. You know what it is? Later. This this reminds me of the last <laughs> X-Men book I liked which was um ah oh, fuck a bucket. What was that called? It was like uh it was Cable X fuck a bucket was amazing. Um Cable and Hope uh right he's like jumping around time with the baby. It was, it was Cable. No, before that. What was that event called? Oh, Messiah Complex. Messiah Complex. Yeah. That jam was my shit. That was really fun. That was a that was that an old shit school was crossover too. It was literally every single jam. X book was a chapter. Yeah, that was real good. Yeah, and this reminds me of that. Ah, shit jam. I I really I had a good shit jams. Peanut butter and shit jam sandwich in a long time. Just Rob, put it in a fuck bucket. Rob, I know you're listening to this because you're the only only one of us that listens to the show after we edit it. Um, <laughs> you should uh, leave us a voicemail. And let us know what you think of extermination. Also, props. For having an E before the X in this book. 
I just assumed it was going to be uh, spelled X dash termination. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like maybe it's a copyright thing. Because <laughs> why would they not yeah. do X dash termination? Stupid. All right, moving on. Which one? Uh, I don't even know. Let's see. Edge of Spider Geddon number one. Uh, <laughs> by Jed McKay with art by Gerardo Sandoval and colors by Brian Reber. I like the idea of this character. I like... The idea of what they're doing, it feels like an indie book to me. I did not care one whit. Uh, it was, it, I, I think it was supposed to be fun, but I just didn't care. And growing up in the punk scene and everything, I thought this would be right up my alley. I don't like the art um, as, as we're flipping through it. I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I guess the whole universe that he's from is punk rock somehow or something. Like all the characters are punk. It was just was just not for me, even though I, I think it was made specifically for me. I, I yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I, it feels like it's punk written by somebody who maybe I don't know. Maybe they they are punk, but I don't know if it's it feels feels like a punk comic from Marvel is redundant. It's it's exactly mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Yeah, um, they're talking about how Spider Man is is sort of like whitewashed in the future to be. Um, mainstream and so maybe it's trying to be a little meta as well um but it i don't for some reason it doesn't feel i, I don't want to say legitimate but it, it it just doesn't feel authentic i guess I authentically punk i didn't uh i read this as 1000 percent parody and mm. i was okay with like everything you guys are saying you didn't like i was okay with because the tongue is planted so firmly in cheek it's ridiculous mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's definitely not taking itself seriously. Hang the conglomerator. As soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh, that's the kind of comic this yeah, is. This yeah. is not to be taken seriously whatsoever." Okay, I want to read. I want to read. And something then after here. that, it was just all, um, like surface level jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, not, okay, not super. Hmm. Jokes. You know, yeah, I guess um, that's it. None of it, other than Kang the Conglomerator. Uh, yeah. I don't think any of it really spoke to me in a clever, interesting way. No. No, nothing ever took me by surprise. Nothing ever made me go, "Oh man, what a clever bit that they're doing there." For a book that's not supposed yeah. to be taken seriously, uh, it wasn't funny either. Ooh, feels good. like a late. It feels like a late in the show Saturday Night Live skit. Okay. You oh, know, yeah. that's not yeah. the ones that they lead with. This is Mad TV. That, couple of groaners. Yeah. Ouch. Um, I, I do want to read oh. something, and and I think that this is this is why we need editors. But um, when teenage squatter Hobie Brown is bitten by a radioactive spider created by illegal waste dumping, he becomes the anarchic, uh, the anarchic Spider-Man. Anarchic. Yeah. I was having but, trouble with that too. But when it was with, with, if you read this this correctly and take this what it says. That means every night he gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then becomes. It's it should be he Was. became he became the anarchic Spider Man. Oh, it's, oh, that's so funny! It's, it's all in it's all in uh, in. Present tense. Present tense, yeah. not past. When he so was bitten night... by a radioactive spider, created illegal waste, he became the anarchic. Why can't I say that word? Because it's not a very good word. To anarchic. Say. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just that that it just shows that like we need an editor. Come on, put it put some editorial like that. That's the second page of the book. Also, you know? holy shit! 
everyone calls him Spider Punk, and he corrects them. It's Spider Man, seventy three yeah. goddamn times. Yeah, it's uh, not a funny hi, Star bit. Lord. Hi, Star Lord. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, it's when it's done in one of your own movies. It's it's you know it, it's just that's not good. You know, uh, although I mean. If I if I were a cosplayer, if I was the cosplaying type, I think this is probably what I would do. <laughs> I do like his outfit. Punk. I like the I, I like it. I don't like the spikes down the middle, but I do like the uh, rolled up sleeves. I like the vest. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, At least he doesn't have uh, spikes. I over have his that eyes. vest. What's that? At least he doesn't have spikes over his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate I these fucking two giant spikes for eyes. <laughs> what are these fucking things that I keep on seeing now? These oval things with like these teddy bear things what are you i don't what are you looking at the right. main monsters in this not the oh not you mean the, the little, oh, the little the, things um, those are um what were they called marvel had like a whole deal with them there was like a oh no zoom. these aren't zoom zooms those guys anyway they're dumb yeah i mean dumb. i agree they look like little loaves of bread yeah right with arms you mean delicious little delicious loaves <laughs> little delicious loaves with faces just like and... just like spider-man they're kind of cute just the two. uh yeah I, but yeah i mean that it's I don't know. I did. I wasn't a big fan of this. I mean, there are parts of it that are okay. I don't like it that they. Why did that? Why did you have to make Thunderstrike a bad guy? Thunderstrike is not a bad guy. Thunderstrike is an awesome character from the '90s. It's it's an alternate he, reality. Yeah, but like, is he? Um, uh, All the other guys. corporate. No, he was a construction worker. Oh, so he works for the man building the man's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no this, reason. This none could have of been, this matters. This, is, this, this could is, have been the excurge, the execution. They they literally yeah. told us that um, he's going to die in whatever this crossover is going to be. So we're good. Don't worry yeah. about it. But do we know what this crossover is going to be? Spider Geddon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is mean? this is Edge of Spider Geddon, meaning that there's going to be a Spider Man book. That's so like a that's going to it's like a sequel to Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. This is the same way that they did Spider-Verse. It was Edge of Spider-Verse, and then we met Spider-Gwen for the first time, and she became a hit. And it's actually, um, There's a check mark on the back. Yeah. So in order to um, really make it feel like Rob is here, this is just the tip oh, of what, what Edge of Spider-Verse is. Yeah. So if you like this, you can go balls, balls deep, deep into the <laughs> into Spider-Geddon. And, Spider-Geddon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next, Pearl. Next book. Pearl number one from... I, Brian, no go. Brian, my, yeah. Can yeah. I can I introduce I, the goddamn book? Well, you want to start sh- over? Cut. You know Take what? two. Next, <laughs> by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos, the team that brought us Jessica Jones. Yannis. Yes. I'm sorry. Did you? What did you want to say, Noel? Here, you talk now. I was, I was hoping that somebody could tell me what happened. Oh. So what happened? So okay. So what happened was yeah. Pearl. Yeah. Um, is uh, hanging out at a fucking, I don't know, a food truck or some crap. Food and truck then, court. And then some, a food truck court. And then this kid comes up. He's like, OMG, girl, you got a tattoo from a really famous tattoo artist. And then that goes on for a little while. And then uh, uh, Yakuza shows up and they start shooting up the joint. And she winds up shooting the Yakuza. And then... Um, then she gets drafted into it. They're like, you're a tattoo artist. You've got a steady hand. So obviously that means you've got a steady shooting hand. And now she has been strong-armed into being a member of the Yakuza. Because right? she, she killed the guy to save the To save guy. the guy who liked her tattoo. 
So I had to this uh, this double page spread. I had to go over a, it a couple times. There's a double page spread uh, where all of the colors are sort of inverted, and the storytelling is not as strong as it could be. I also had trouble with that. I had to like look at it twice to be like, wait, what? And then um, it just continues with yeah. looks. It's like... it's hard to take photos of people doing action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is <laughs> then, very heavy. Photo and then reference. tracing and then tracing over it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, if that's the case, at least he took the photos himself as opposed to just surf the, inter, surf the internet for mm. porn actresses and actors. I guess. Great yeah, that, well, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, think, is, the, I don't is... think the book looked bad. I just No, uh... it, it, the the layout was problematic for the one yeah. action scene. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I had Same. to go over it a couple times. Like, it took me a few moments to actually realize she shot the guy on the bike and this guy's not getting shot. Yeah. Like, I think they cut oh. that part out even. No, you, you can no, see you it. Could see, you, you see him see getting shot. Go but, through. Oh yeah. And then she's got a gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. It, it just wasn't very clear. Now this scene was great. I don't know. It, it's, was, is that her dad? I, no. It's a mentor of some sorts. And then she's yeah. talking about where she got the gun. There are 15 different styles in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the flashback, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I saw Kill Bill two as well, and this is just way too uh, much of a thinly veiled Kill Bill for me. Oh, I didn't understand. Uh, instead of a Hattori's Hanzo sword, she's got a Mike tattoo. No, Mike is uh, the. whatever again whatever kind of tattoo it is the plot mechanics i'm having trouble completely because they they move around so fast and and don't really fill in any blanks and i'm not the kind of reader that needs to be like hand fed or coddled but seriously there's chunks of time and narrative leaps that happen here that i have i had a little trouble with Mm -hmm. like we go straight from i think she shot somebody yeah definitely to this old man who we do not know mm-hmm. telling her to get rid of a gun, then a flashback of her getting the gun from her dad who we do not know. Then immediately she is at Mr. Mike's house. Mr. Mike's house. And I don't know who the fuck that is because they mentioned him once in like. So I had no idea this was like a, you, you saying that they're hiring her now. Oh, she's not hired. She's been strong armed into it. Because she killed that rando? Yeah. Okay. Is she, that a thing? She showed. She showed. Uh, um, I guess Grace under fire and was able to take this guy out and so they've decided this guy Mr. Mika has decided that well you're good at this so now you do this for me is it like and she's like I don't want to to replace the dude she got like, rid of is that like a, a rule bit. what's that to replace the guy she got rid of is that like a rule I don't think so maybe I don't know I'm not entirely that's a good question oh I see what you're I, saying oh, that's what, I, I don't understand I don't know why would she even fucking show up there unless there was some sort of like established well, you have she, to she like, tattoos go. him she is his tattoo oh, artist. Oh, she just was his tattoo artist yes. anyway. Yeah. There is there is the coincidence of, oh, okay. I am your tattoo artist, you are the leader of the Yakuza, okay. um, and you have decided that now I am one of your... Is it weird that I enjoyed this, even though I had no idea what the fuck was I happening I enjoyed it the too, um, but I, I do agree that there are storytelling issues. Hmm. Mark? I, I think it's... Yeah, I, I do think that there are just some basic comic booking things that he could have done to really make this a lot more of a cohesive, a coherent read. I think mm-hmm. um, just, I mean, I understand he's using different, different um, art styles to tell different, like when he goes in the past, it's, it's more of a sketchy kind of look if, if sketchier than it 
it already is. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think the there's a blandness to this with the colors that it really does not help the book at all. Um, I didn't like the. I, I was not a fan of the colors, um, especially with the way things just really just like the mm-hmm. night scenes. All all the scenes seem to have a uh, a specific color to them, but they're yeah. all muddy. Um, Very watercolory col- without actual watercolor. Doesn't yeah. this look like Gen- Gatos doing like a Mac style? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, uh, it David feels, Mac. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit like. Um, Kabuki. Well, no, I was going to say just just even recently, uh, David Max doing Infamous Iron Man with Bendis. It had that. Um, nah, that wasn't Mac, was it? Yeah, it was Malieve. Malieve, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Malieve. That's what I mean. This is Gatos doing like a version of Malieve. Oh, oh no, this is uh, better than Malieve, I think. I don't know. Better than yes. But oh, okay. The but staging, similar to yeah. Yeah, like the staging. What's well, because the, they both the do, and They're stuff. both um, you know taking photographs of actors. It just it, it it didn't feel like I know that's probably not a bad thing that it didn't feel like Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, we don't know enough about her. At least in Jessica Jones, we got to know in that first issue. It's a pretty perfect first issue in Jessica yeah. Jones. Yeah, I'm talking about think, tone and, and execution. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, you get it that she's this kind of she's this tough girl. She has a past of being a superhero. There's a complexity to her. There's a there there's a, there's just a lot going on there that I think that makes it much more accessible. And this is like it, it almost feels like shorthand shorthand alias. You know what? I think I just realized. So in in Alias. Sh- uh, Jessica Jones is the driver of the plot. Uh-huh. In this, our heroine, it's like shit just keeps happening to her and around her, and we have no idea why or how. It's like yeah. she's just a passenger, and maybe yeah. that's why I don't necessarily care about her yet. Yeah, yeah she she just kind of she she looks cool. Yeah, even um, even how she, she got the tattoo. Cute. Yeah, even how yeah. she got the tattoo is like he just picked me. Like Does he liked so, my skin color. Yeah, so like. The world just keeps happening to you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't connect with her at all. Yeah. I can see that. Um, talking about how the storytelling goes and how we're sort of just thrust into this and we're not entirely sure of who's do, who is who. Whomst. Um, uh, I just finished. Oh, we forgot to do our segment. Hey, what'd you do this week, huh? Hey, I'm... JD, what did you do this week? Huh? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I finished finally the... One of the greatest TV shows of all time, The Wire. And by the end of it, it's, it's taken me years to finish all four, five episodes. I'm sorry, seasons of this show. And as soon as I was done, I finished it about two days ago. And then last night I decided I'm going to start from the beginning. And so I remember when I first watched the first couple of episodes a couple years back of season one, I was confused as to who was whomst, who did mm-hmm. what and all this sort of stuff. But now uh, having spent five seasons with the characters i knew you know what was where it was going and i knew who was who and i wonder if this is sort of the same thing a couple issues from now i may be like oh okay so maybe once there's a trade paperback of this it'll maybe. be a more cohesive uh, experience and i realize as a first issue of a comic book not everybody wants that but uh. as we said time and time again because it's brian michael bendis because it is a name i recognize and trust for the most part i'm going to keep on it um, more so than I may have if it was an unknown name. Probably. Definitely. Yeah, and I guess it, 
format matters, right? So, like, if this was a novel, uh, a double-sized issue, a prestige format, something that had more time to spend, Mm -hmm. then this wouldn't necessarily be an issue. But that it's a single issue, and I hope monthly, Mm -hmm. I'd think it may have been... Maybe it should have been structured differently. Mm-hmm. Because you really do only have one issue to kind of pull somebody. Cook somebody out. Yeah. yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. and, you don't uh, have the format, so adjust accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it frustrates me. We talked about this with Mark Millaro a, a while back about how, oh, he's Mark Millaro, so he doesn't have to really give you the plot of the book until the second issue. I think there was that thing where it was the guys and then they go back in time, but we didn't even know that they went back in time until the second issue. Chrononauts. Chrononauts. I read that in trade. I didn't even bother with the issues. I don't bother with Mark Miller issues anymore because of that. Like, yeah, he's a trade writer. Yeah, he's a trade writer. I just yeah, these days. But it's like it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. But I guess you know that's just the nature of the biz. It's the nature of movies too. It's like you're more willing to give um, a Quentin Tarantino or a, a, a Steven Spielberg or some or or, a, or Scorsese. You're you're willing to give them more of a chance than you would with just some person with no name like you know who hasn't made a name for himself and so you're more willing to just go on that journey with them because you like his work and i i get it um i just i mean i i like bendis's stuff i just feel that like sometimes he gets way too comfortable and he he plays it fast and loose with characters that he that he doesn't really own or you know he doesn't like i don't i hate it i hate the the fact that he makes he finds certain characters cool and he finds certain characters lame and so he'll kill off those certain ca- the the lame characters just because just because he can't um, Wait, what? I feel like this just went somewhere else huh? no with Bendis I think I feel Bendis has this sort of tendency with with uh, license with with licensed characters that that does that and with these with with this book it feels like he doesn't really uh, I mean, it, it, this is more pure Bendis doing noir stuff and, and things like that. Everything's okay. Hawkeye's back. back (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) last week he killed nuclear man. I was, I was not happy with that. Oh, it was Superman. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you weren't happy with that. No, he was the only person who wasn't happy. I think it's fine. I feel that there are no there are no bad characters. There are just writers that don't um, know how to write Just them. so you know, he has what? not showed up in anything since the movie that I he know. was forgotten about. So it's not like it was some historic or historied character. Kind, like, it kind he had is. one appearance. It kind of wasn't. He didn't <laughs> he even have dialogue. made a whole movie about it. <laughs> how, many, how many whole movies did they make of Moon Knight? None, but he's a big yeah. character. Right, because he's had – no, no. He's only had one appearance ever. Yeah, like, like Moon not Knight even, has yeah. had hundreds of appearances. Yeah. Nuclear Man, first of all, didn't know the fucker had a name. Just knew he was from Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Oh, I knew he was Nuclear Man. See? Um, why was he wearing a Superman cape? Oh, that I was don't a, understand no, that no, either. Did. Was it the maybe cape because, that he ripped from? Oh, you know what? Because maybe he killed... Did he, did he rip the cape off of Superman in Superman 4? Maybe. He might have done that. I don't know. I don't remember that. Guys, maybe that was that? maybe you know that, that was supposed to show that Superman he eventually canon. murdered Superman in the Superman movie universe, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, we're talking about so like there's a multi there's a multiverse there's a, that includes a, the super an <laughs> Earth and DC the Donnerverse the Donnerverse. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Get the fuck out of here. 
Anyway, wait, what are we talking about? Oh, Pearl. I'm talking about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> anyway, I feel I, 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 I let's read the the rest of it. We'll see what yeah. happens. Is it a mini series or is it a series? I'm not eh, sure. It's probably like six issues and then a six month break. I know that he, uh, man, he's bringing back Scarlet, and I didn't even make it through the first no. mini series of Scarlet. I do not care about that character at I all. I think I think I, I think I read the first three or four issues. Yeah, I just didn't. I gave up. I didn't care. Same thing with there was another one about these group of kids. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that just that ended. Like I just did that ever finish? I don't think so. Yeah, they only got like five stopped. or six issues in. Anyway, whatever. And All what right. did you guys uh, think of Rosebud of the Citizen Wayne? Oh, I didn't read the mm. the oh, Batman didn't. story at the end. It was um, very indicative of of early er, early like a, a a young writer. Yeah. Not really knowing how to finish a story. Hmm, it, I'll have you guys go ahead and read it, but um, the way it ends and like the, you know, Rosebud. I, I mean, Citizen Kane. The way it ended, it it had a there was a poignancy to it, um, and the way this one does it, it's just really ham fisted. Um, oh. Just just wedged in there in the very last panel, and that's it. Um, oh, <laughs> do you see yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it's stupid. That's stupid. Um, Um, All right, let's wrap this show up with Justice League 6 by Scott Snyder and Jorge Jimenez. Or George, I don't know. Um, The art is gorgeous. And so today I read Justice League 5 and 6. Yes. And 5, I loved. The whole backstory of Lex Luthor. Tinian wrote that one. Is that Tinian? Tinian. Is that why? Oh Mm. man, because I don't. I don't generally think I like Mm. James Tinian as a writer. Uh, Nothing he's ever written has made me go, "Oh shit, James, what, what?" Um, So, uh, reading that, I was like, "Man, this feels like old (laughs) Grant Morrison Justice League shit. This feels like a lot of bucket of fun." Mm -hmm. Whereas I thought that the Scott Snyder stuff, issues one, two, and three, and I guess four. four. We're like convoluted and over the top and weird and kind of hard to follow for whatever reason. So I was really excited for issue five. And then issue six is back to like, it's not as bad as issues one through four. I don't think, I think I had a firmer grasp on what was going on in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't as good as issue five. I don't think I want Tinian back. Yeah. So, so I have the same problem with this that I did with metal. Mm. It's this um, thing that Snyder's trying, where it's it's um, the highest form of flattery towards Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. but then cranked up to eleven. Yeah, like <laughs> only only one of like the four plot threads he's got going on with the with the Legion of Doom in, in this whole series was enough for like a world ending event mm-hmm. for like the opening of your book. You've got the totality stuff, the ultraviolet planet thing, the, uh, uh, the s- slow force, the steel force, force. Still force. Um, <laughs> and then also, um, controlling Superman and Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter inside mm-hmm. their brains. The, the so movie like inner space, all of these, all of these fucking things happening concurrently is yeah. like the third act of final crisis. Yeah. It's just what the hell yeah. is happening and how many other tomes did I, I have to read what? to get this? I'm so glad that you guys, Mark, you agree. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad that you guys agree because I, I still like feel <laughs> stupid. I still liked this. So issues one, I loved issue two was like, okay, mm-hmm. plot thickens three and four. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five was really good when they actually went mm-hmm. back and did the, 
it was all focused on uh, the Max, Legion. Yeah. They told a more grounded tale in the in the fifth issue. Uh, and I, yes. I I really this think that I liked more. Well, also yeah. they told the beginning of the tale. Yeah, yeah. They started where issue one should have started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, how cool would, would a first issue be? Is when, especially mm-hmm. an established series like the Justice League, have it start with. Justice League isn't even in it, and it's the Legion of Doom coming mm-hmm. together and doing all that. Because how many first issues of Justice League have you read? I agree and disagree. Uh, I think I, sh- I would have done the first issue as it was, and then two weeks later, issue five is issue two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we yeah. immediately go right back. And Straight back, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. what they've done here is they've taken one issue, as far as storytelling is concerned, yeah. he's taken one issue where the writer plops you directly in and goes two hours earlier and shows you how you got to that point, mm-hmm. except yeah. this is six issues in now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so explain to me, what the fuck is the totality? Oh, okay. So the source wall broke at the end of I got that. Metal. I got that. Something from within the source wall that was protected by that. So uh-huh. like when they're saying that the, the membrane of the, of the, you know, the universe, the shield mm-hmm. is broken. Yeah. It's because things like the totality are in there. It's just a, what is the totality? A piece of eternity. A piece so we of, don't know yet. No, it's just an energy thank source. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It's just, but okay. where it does land, it mutates everything around it. Okay. So that was the whole thing with like sending Superman and Martian Manhunter in because even though it still would mutate them, it would do it much, much slower because oh. of how strong they are. So is it sort of akin to, did you see the movie Annihilation? I didn't. Oh. But I know the plot of it, so I assume, yeah. Okay. Like the, I think that, Scott that Snyder ecosystem, saw it. That ecosystem that <laughs> yeah. just is changing around. <laughs> nice. But um, it looks... So I don't understand anything about what the fuck the Legion is up to. Uh, because this doorknob thing... It's all about he, the doorknob. He talks about how the doorknob was like a piece of the totality. So the, when the totality is traveling to us from the source wall, it's happening at, on every plane of existence and through space and time so he makes it sound like this doorknob or whatever was like the metal that this doorknob is made of uh-huh. is a piece of the totality that fell while it was coming to earth but it fell, fell in the time? past ah and it was which some is grant, sort of, very grant morrison exactly like all of this is grant morrissey and, yeah. uh, morrissey morrissey. Right? morrissey it's super sad yeah. but really fucking weird yeah uh, yeah, I, I think I that um, the whole thing with the the That's point of this issue, the, the gets to the the point of this issue, it get um, they just kind of gloss over it. Um, the the way John Jones and everyone has to kind of admit uh, their weaknesses. And, yeah, and, and like yeah. they and talk about their weaknesses. They could have really done that as a character moment for all the characters. Um, but you just see the three of them in like one thing, and and those are powerful. I think, uh, though, especially the one with John Stewart, kind of seeing that nation that he destroyed, accidentally, um, mm-hmm. and that was really good. Um, it was good that Wally, or I'm sorry, uh, Barry sees I- Iris. I guess that's Iris, even though I think Iris has brown hair. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure it, what who who all those people were. John Jones, he sees, and I guess all those other people are all the other his whole legacy, and maybe yeah. Bart's in there and so all that stuff. I and then John a, Jones sees his family that died as well. So that was interesting. Question: but. I have a question. Maybe you guys can answer this for me. What exactly was the plan? I'll tell you what I think it was. Um, so I get the idea of if you admit your inner emotions or or your your fears, then the ultraviolet can't actually attach to you, mm-hmm. and you could use it as a source. 
or yeah. or just a normal power. So the flash car was meant to <laughs> get John's signal around the world faster. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck the flash car was for. So Wait, like is that John's... Superman's Superman's car? Oh no, that's Flash's car. Yeah, is he was who's... he was building it in like issue three because yeah. his oh. flat his uh, speed force was fritzing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so Superman propels the Flash yeah. car with John driving it. John Stewart. Yeah. Driving it. So Barry is embracing the still force. Mm-hmm. He's slowing down. Slowing down. John is um, attacked like. Attaching to everyone on the planet, including like people he killed, people he knew. Like he's His he's family. literally like letting everyone in on him and listening yeah. to everyone. Uh, um, John, who is always is accepting. Yeah. Well, and John Jones is 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 letting himself not be a mystery anymore. He's been yes. guarded, and he's yeah. he's revealing himself to everybody. So is is John Stewart. Forgiving himself? Yes. Yeah. And then the thing with... Uh, Kendra? Kendra's wings. She, All of a sudden she's got... Well, like, they were mutated in, in the totality. So okay. this is like that's one line in there. Also, that's the metal verse. God. Because it's nth metal God um, damn that it. she's doing. And then uh, it being the signal for the lantern of... Like the white lantern. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck that means. The light, yeah, I remember from Brightest Day, Darkest Night. That's the Brightest Day logo. Yeah, that's yeah. that's um. Yeah, but the life spectrum, I guess. So them getting all of those people that were intoxicated with the ultraviolet force, mm-hmm. which we never really saw, are mm-hmm. now actually just avatars for life. Life, right? He's cured the planet. Right? So as this being, <laughs> so this. Okay, I get it. So we turned, we turned Earth into Mogo for mm-hmm. the White Lantern, and it's gonna fight that Umbrax thing. There you go. That's it. I'm. So, I need a. I need like a drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you? Can someone explain to me why Black Manta's angry? All right, because, him and Chico, oh, he didn't come up with it. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, no. he's upset that he. You know, uh, he didn't think of it first. They didn't do it first. So, but are him and Cheetah a couple? I don't know uh, why he keeps saying me and you. Like, yeah, they keep talking like they're best buddies or first. something. And I'm like, were you guys? Did you guys ever hang I think out? They're bone zoning. They're bone zoning. I think, I think they're just kind of like the lesser players <laughs> in this thing. They think they should be higher players, but actually, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are lesser players in this story. I think they get like one line in this entire thing. They've been fighting each other, thinking that each other is mm-hmm. Manta, Manta, and uh, um, mm. and Cheetah. And the Batman stuff, just—I have no idea what was going on. That was not Batman. It—it it, it was all—it was almost as if Batman was not, uh, as if Snyder had never written Batman before. Uh, he um, was like quipping. He was quipping, and he was just the fact that he brings his kryptonite ring inside of spy, inside of Superman. I don't think that's that would. Oh, be I think really exactly good. Batman. I thought that was super Batman. That would yeah. be, that's but it's like. Batman. Why would you bring that in the, to your inside your friend? So I, what drags me out of this scene? We're talking about the scene where Batman shows up and, and fights Luther. Is yeah. this this relatively awful omniscient narrator? But the tremor in Batman's voice betrays him. He yeah. he is calculating the impossible odds. It, yeah. Like that felt 
out of place, mm-hmm. especially too because Snyder wrote Batman for a considerably long amount of time, and it yeah. just yeah I, that kind of tone, that pulpy tone, was not really something that he would always fall back on. Yeah, yeah. so it just felt really weird. Yeah, I, I thought it was really weird. Li- it was like you know the difference between me and you, Batman, and Batman's like I still have teeth. Yeah, I what? Could- I like that line. Yeah. No, it's a good line, but it's not a Batman line. True. No. I'm not used to Batman quipping. I'm also That's not a Robin used to him line. having all of his limbs just Busted the ripped fuck. the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, come on. Well, I do like the uh, Grodd wearing a baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> With the little turtle. <laughs> little little I also, baby turtle. I also really liked um, Martian Manhunter. Uh, going oh. into um, Superman's eyeballs. Well, I love like you could see in the panel before. It's uh, Joker making that face, yeah. and it's like mirrored in John's face. Can we which talk is about creepy. Jorge Menez's art for a second? It's Holy gorgeous. shit! Yeah, that's I said, right. goddamn. This is honestly, this is almost, this is almost better than Chung's work on the first yeah. two issues. Yeah, he's he's definitely he has like just this like grown by leaps and bounds. This yeah. is great. This is really, really great. Before this, he was doing Super Sons, wasn't he? I don't know. I wasn't he started Super off Super Sons. Um, he, How yeah, did his... Batman break his... Oh, I guess he just got shot back by Luthor. Oh, Luthor, Luthor did the like... The doorknob. A, he did like a mind numb or a, a... Like a telekinetic thing. Like, oh, look, see how much power I have. Break he, all he, of his limbs. He hit him with a doorknob. I... That cosmic doorknob. Here's what I don't understand. So... They have control of Superman, Martian Manhunter, and Batman got his limbs all fucked up. And then they just give up. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a hardcore dick move. He's like, don't you see how powerful I am? Here, look. I'll now give you, you back Superman and Martian Manhunter. Yeah, he's just like, now you see? Good. Now you, you may leave. You can go. And he literally just gets I rid see. of them. It's, 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 a, it's a power play. It's a straight-up dick move. Because uh, how, how do you give up control of those two characters? You know what I mean? Weird. I didn't necessarily get the Joker thing at the end. The he's so proud of himself, but then someone tells a funnier joke or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the heroes save the day. Yeah. Now we have Planet Mogo. Yeah. Earth Mogo. Life Mogo. Ugh. Can I say, uh, damn, on this DC Black Label Batman, damned that Leaper Hamejo stuff looks awesome yeah it looks great this does look really good can't wait for that yeah i'm excited for this it's only three issues him and john constantine it's really good oh yeah i I guess somebody 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 kills the joker right is that what it's about did batman finally kill the joker question mark yeah i don't know i guess we'll find out but um (sighs) i want i want uh I want the Justice League to calm down just a little bit. I would like for them to slow down. Peel back. This would have been three different stories, and they just put them all together in one, and it just feels like too much. um, Have you been reading the Jason Aaron Avengers? Oh, I only read the first two issues so far. So, the first two issues, I was having a similar problem with this. The the two stories are almost kind of trackable. It's it's a little funny, actually, that they're about, like, these large celestial things and Mm -hmm. totalities and cosmic forces and people on the ground are trying to figure it out but mm-hmm. um the avengers at like issue five really stuck the landing oh good like in a i was unsure of it like issues one through three and then four i was like all right i think i i think this is kind of fun and then five five and six or five i'm not sure what the most recent one is aaron really kind of like 
whipped it all up as in a not fully resolved but resolved for now and I'll bring it back up again in a later arc kind of oh, a way okay. and it's just it, it like nailed it mm-hmm. and I was hoping maybe this would too it's still going but it's it still feels like there's 40 this like in the six issues it's 40 plots mm-hmm. and there's still 40 more <laughs> and I'm just exhausted yeah, yeah. it is, it is yeah, tiresome uh, that is that's a great word to describe this book it, it's it was i was feeling just exhausted and wiped out by the end of it number but five I, was so good though. but i don't dislike it it's so i'm oh yeah i'm not mad at well, it well the same thing with metal like it was an exhausting fucking series mm-hmm. but i think i liked it mm-hmm. and i will probably read it again yeah uh, yeah i'll go. definitely read this when it's in one trade paperback yeah again yeah you know, there's something about you won't. You're out. No. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm out, guys. I'm not out. I'll read it. I, I've, I'll continue to read Justice League. I just, I, I just think that the big cosmic stories are just outside of uh, Snyder's wheelhouse, and that I think telling a little bit more of a grounded story that's character based, I think would, would benefit him in this this series. Let me ask you this. Since... I think what's next is going to be awesome. What's what happens next is going to be awesome, right? So like. He, we know that he finely tuned and honed the grounded stuff, and he's going a little over the mark with the big cosmic stuff. So whatever happens now, when both of those two muscles are flexed, it's just, hopefully it's going to be gonna like find amazing. Pacing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry, Mark. We huh? have reviewed so many issues of Justice League starting since the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this is better than the Jeff Johns New Fifty Two? I that had issues because of the um, Jim Lee's artwork. I think. Oh, you um, think so? Once Jeff Johns, uh, once Jim Lee moved on, and it wasn't Jeff Johns anymore, I definitely liked it better. Um, with all of the, um, uh, like the you know the the Injustice League stuff and mm-hmm. the Baby Cannon and <laughs> the Dark Side stuff, I, that stuff. It actually became pretty, pretty entertaining. Like so far, I, I, it just feels like a bunch of ideas right now that aren't really connected. Mm. Um, I would have liked to see Flash deal with the Still Force, Green Lantern deal with this all, ultraviolet force, and this being more of an all-encompassing sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, where it leads up to something like this, so that we get to know these like little parts rather yeah. than just seeing. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's like a whole bunch of parts being put together that haven't really been developed or delved into very much. And and had they done that before, I think I would have liked this better. But right reading. now, it's it's a bunch of unfamiliar parts working at the same time, and I'm not sure if I really like it all together. Imagine imagine a world where uh, the current Green Lantern book that's happening around the same time is a giant ultraviolet crossover mm-hmm. yeah the flash book is dealing with all these other forces still force uh, yeah. which it was a little uh, bit uh, just, just a tiny bit yeah uh, yeah. like they just In kind the of name war. check it yeah yeah um and yeah, like superman's and, well, doing the the these this uh um the strength force or wonder woman or somebody's doing it I, ju- just like this feels like um, a stitched together book from a bunch of other events that are happening at the same time that aren't actually yeah. happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and it it really kind of came. I get the idea of in the third act of any story, like just pile or the middle of the second act, you just fucking pile it on the heroes. Yeah. But this literally is like 
four earth-shattering events on top of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess none of them really have room to breathe. Yeah. The one that has the most room to breathe is Lex Luthor's. Yeah. That's true, because he had a whole issue. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, you can email us at cultspopgo at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of all of these books and more. You can also tweet at us if you have any questions or anything. You can tweet at us at JD's Hero Complex. That's the name of my shop in Maniunk. And, uh, Noel, thank you so much for joining us. Can people tweet at you? Uh, if they feel so inclined, your eight listeners can absolutely tweet at me at Mr. Bartocci. That's M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. Noice. And Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Yep. I uh, have mlmillerwrites.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Go over there, check out my reviews. Uh, also, uh, Grave Transfers is out now, so you can get get that book. And uh, my, my Twitter is that. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, I also, also have a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Patreon. Patreons, yes. Uh, mine's uh, <laughs> mlmiller at Patreon. Yes. Or mlmiller Patreon. Yes. Uh, I just got a couple. Thank you, Todd, Todd B, for your pledge. That was really sweet. Um, uh, so I also have a Patreon. It's Johnny Destructo, um, and Steve T, Ronnie Strike, Anthony D. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it, and it helps the show uh, keep going. So we we do love it. And uh, I guess that's it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Ah. Uh. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Young PA. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>